Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Banter, Season 4, Episode 9. It's the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap, where today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna Roller Game, and they're mad for footy board game. So they're kicking big bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and changing the way footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL-inspired board game is all about. And you can find them on at Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au to find out a bit more about them, but more importantly, to get your hands on a man for footy board game for you and the family. Yeah, that's right. We don't stop. We're going all the way up to Christmas and through Christmas as well. So we're going to recap uh, the last weekend and a couple of days before that of all of our WA domestic sporting teams. And we're going to kick it off with our Perth Scorchers men. Now, after a very anticlimactic start to their BBL campaign with a match abandoned last Sunday uh, up against the Melbourne Renegades down in Geelong, uh, Wednesday, as in last Wednesday, saw their official start and what a statement that the reigning champions made disposing of the stars, the Melbourne stars, the much hyped and uh, never reaching their potential by seven wickets with 37 balls remaining. Now, electing to bowl first, uh, it was just a procession of falling wickets uh, for the Melbourne Stars. They went from 2 for 10 to 5 for 49, 8 for 79, and all out for 101. Now, whilst technically debuting last Sunday, his first official game for Hamish McKenzie, uh, of course, the leg spinner, saw him take 2 for 12 at 3 economy rate, whilst Jaya Richardson came back into the lineup with 2 for 20, and uh, his, his offsider. Jason Berendorf, 3 for 28, and uh, got some key wickets early on as well. So, um, you know, just the whole bowling unit was just unstoppable. Now to the chase downer, whilst it was far from convincing, there were sort of mini starts from pretty much all the batters, but in in, in particular, a new opening pair, Stephen Eskenazi, who got 25 of 25, uh, the the uh, the fan favourite and the hero from last season, Cooper Conley, got 20 off 9, Aaron Hardy's 20 off 15, uh, again, all sort of starts, but just none of them really went on with it. Um, Josh Inglis and Captain AT, they finish off the chase down with 13.5 overs, um, sort of into the contest. So as we said, uh, 37 balls remaining. Now, with a break in place in the BBL due to the first test match for Australia that just finished yesterday, um, the Scorchers resume this Wednesday evening um, up against Hobart, it's at the it's at Upta Stadium, and myself and my lovely wife Rhea, uh, we're going to be going too. So I uh, get to see them in the flesh. Uh, the team in orange currently sit third on the ladder, but with a very healthy net run rate of two point three two after that trouncing that they did of the Melbourne Stars. Um, top of the table um, at the moment, uh, Brisbane Heat at three point zero eight net run rate as well. So, um, but yeah, still pretty early on in the season. Only two matches, of course. They only got one point um, from that uh, you know abandoned match against. Melbourne Renegades got the two points in the massive win against the Stars. So let's see what they can do next time. But now let's head to the hard court. Talk a little basketball. Firstly, we're going to start off with the Perth Lynx. Off the glass, body on body. McDonald's, A with an A grade finish. Wow. Turning around on that occasion is McDonald's. Star import. Atwell comes up with the steal and the basket. Boy, she's been impressive. 
Uh, it was consecutive wins for the Perth Lynx back to last Wednesday. Actually, sorry, it was last Thursday, should I say. But in emphatic fashion with a 98-58 trouncing of the Sydney Flames. That's right, 98-58, to a 40-point win. 4-0. Aim me out. Well, set the tone in the first quarter, hitting four or five three-pointers to have 15 points at the end of the first 10 minutes. Uh, going into halftime, they continued the hot shooting. They were 9 of 17 from three-point land and 19 of 34 from the field. That's just in the first two quarters. The lead increased 29 points. We're in the third term, they locked in defensively, really restricting the Flames to just eight points, and they added 26 themselves, going on a 14-0 run at one stage. Uh, and the lead actually ballooned out to 42 points during the term. Now, this was a dirty night for Sydney, shooting just 24.3% from the field, while it was all coming up Perth in their 52.2% from the field, 16 of 32 at 50% from three-point land. Just insane. Uh, and they put a ton of pressure um, on Sydney, forcing them into 20 turnovers. They actually turned into 21 points from turnovers. Curiously, though, the Perth Lynx lost the offensive rebounds by nine, but they won the defensive rebounds plus 13. So you've got to think, think Sydney getting nine more opportunities to try to score, and they still couldn't make it count. And while Sydney had 20 turnovers, Perth still need to tidy up their own ball handling. Uh, they had 18 themselves. So that's room for improvement for sure. Again, though, they led the way with fast break points, 24-7, but also points in the paint with a whopping 32-12. 10 Perth Lynx players scored across the game, and all 12 on the roster hit the floor. Amy Outwell led the charge with 21 points and 6 from 3-point land, as in 6 shots from 3-point land, whilst Mila Goodchild produced 18 points and 5 steals. But tall Mackenzie Clinch Hoycard had a breakout game. She had 15 points and 3 of 5 from 3-point land. Uh, the Lynx, they'll remain at home for the next two games, either side of Christmas, as they welcome the South Side Flyers this Saturday, uh, with which my wife and I um, just purchased tickets today. We're going to be making our way to the Bendat Basketball Centre. Check it out. It'll be my first live game of the Perth Lynx, so really keen to see how they go. And uh, it's going to be a terrific contest. Um, the win that they did have, though, um, up against Sydney, has them still sitting in fourth position, two wins clear of fifth, and equal on wins with third and second place. So th they are right in the mix, and um, a, a win against Southside, it's going to be a massive one. So what a game to go to. So we'll see what they can do. But now let's stay with basketball and talk a bit of Perth Wildcats. Listen to the hiss, listen to the growl. Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Can you feel the heat? Listen to their feet. Tearing up the cock and building up the heat. Here we come. Oh no, here we come. Oh no. What a game. It was touted as one of the games of the round and didn't live up to the hype. Second place Tasmania came to town, having already succumbed to the Wildcats back in round one, but have gone on to be one of the trendsetters un underneath the all-conquering Melbourne United. Now, to the game, whilst it was a fast start from the Wildcats in the first few minutes, the JJ soon got ascendancy, leading at quarter time 26-23. Uh, they won the second quarter by five before the fight back came, for the Wildcats clawing back in the third term by five points and the last term by four points. Before setting the scene, let's just look at the stats that led to a thrilling finish. Um, six less rebounds, just 
15 of 22 at 68% from the free throw line, which of course is abysmal, but much better though than Tasmania's 10 of 19 at 53%. That clearly cost them the game. Uh, minus six in points from turnovers. That were the main outliers where most of the other main statistical categories were falling either down the line, as in even, or not much separating the two teams. This was a really, really tight and even contest. Now it came down to a BC Bryce Cotton under pressure three-point attempt and make that gave them life in the final minute and partially a lead before having it stolen. Both teams in foul trouble. Bryce drew a foul with six seconds left, made both both free throws, ice in his veins, to give the Cats a lead by one point. And with that final time remaining for the JJs to drop a play to steal the win, they got the shot from top scorer for the evening in Jordan Crawford, but just not the outcome or the rebound with the game closing out and a stunning come-from-behind victory for the Wildcats to ingrain themselves in the top four. Sydney equals second, just behind Sydney. Now, you could easily talk about BC's 28 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 8 of 10 from the, from the free throw. Just a terrific game. Continually puts himself back into contention for the MVP race, but for mine and much maligned. But it ha- you have to um, sort of talk about Captain Jesse Wagstaff. He was instrumental. Only 10 points, but he had 5 rebounds, 2 or 4 three-pointers, big ones when they needed them to, plus 5 in the plus-minus, where not many of uh, Wildcats players were in positive of the plus-minus. And Ty Webster's 10 points of 4 rebounds, and he brought some serious offensive pressure. Um, and to be honest, uh, I'm not really being a big fan of him, but he got to um, acknowledge it when he's played a great game. Now next, they're on the road uh, whilst the tennis comes to Perth. First up on Saturday evening in a date with top of the table, Melbourne United taking them back to the scene of the dramatic OT overtime victory last month. So let's see what they can do. All right, let's now talk talk about and head to the pitch. Uh, let's talk a little bit of Perth Glory Men. On glory, glory, Perth Glory. Well, the Newcastle Jets are on the cards for the Perth Glory in a Saturday afternoon clash to absolutely saw three points slip through their fingers, having a 2-1 lead for most of the second half, only to concede in the final minute of injury time in the game and split the points, robbing them over the opportunity, opportunity to get a sorely needed victory whilst on the road. Now, via a 26-minute penalty, the glory went down early 1-0. Then coming into the second half, they were renewed with energy. And in the space of 10 minutes from Adam Taggart, uh, co-captain Adam Taggart, a brilliant finish inside the penalty area in the 47th minute. And Stefan Kolokoski uh, in the 55th minute, an absolute steal of an intercept in the forward half of the glory to then turn and go towards the box and launch it into the back of the net, giving the goalkeeper absolutely no hope of stopping it. And as a result, the lead was theirs for the Perth glory, yet they didn't man the running player through the box from across in the 97th minute from the Newcastle Jets that saw the game finish and was a frustrating end for the men in purple. An absolute heartbreak. Now, Glory had just 42% possession, 9 to 17 goal attempts, only two shots on goal. The Jets had just three. 2 to 11 corner kicks, uh, corner kicks, should I say, minus 10 throw ins, minus 18 attacks, and minus 24 dangerous attacks. 
and just one cross. They generate just one cross for the whole game. They came out flat, barely strung passes together, but thankfully they did come out with some energy at the beginning of the first half. Uh, before then having to weather the storm in the back. And, of course, they coughed up what was realistically, and you know, said by Coach Alan Stadich in his post-match press conference, a soft goal. Just a continual run of winless performances has them sitting dead last on the ladder, and they must regroup and look ahead. And speaking of looking ahead, um, so if we go into uh, the next round and what, uh, what and who awaits them, well, the Perth Glory will actually be playing... MacArthur FC and that's going to be on Saturday the 23rd it's going to be a home game that's 7.30pm at HBF Park so get on down and support the lads and see if they can bounce back but uh, we're going to leave it there for the Perth Glory men and talk a little bit of ABL and that means it's time to talk all things Perth Heat it's up in the air and all you can do is watch it's two home runs in a game for Jake Bowie now he punches this one, deep right center field. Campbell looks up, that ball's gone. Three-run shot, Jake Bowie. Bowie goes bang. He's well, could the momentum shot. keep rolling after a 3-1 series win up against Sydney Blue Sox last weekend as they took on top two contenders, the Brisbane Bandits? Now, going all the way back to Friday in the opening game of the series, they actually took it out 3-0 with all the hard work and scores coming in the third innings uh, where from there it was outs for both teams. So 3-0 win and a 1-0 start to the series. Uh, to the next day's double, and uh, as in the double header, and the Heat went back-to-back with a 5-1 win as the Heat scored in the first three innings, in particular the second, hitting in three runs, and they only gave up a run in the seventh before the game was called off. Now, game three, the second of the doublehead on Saturday, so it was a Saturday evening game, uh, saw a fight back from the Bandits as Perth went down 2-6, firstly levelling the match at two apiece going into the sixth before not being able to score for the remainder of the contest, but giving up four scores themselves. It was not to be a sustained fight back, though, for the Bandits, as the Heat came out firing... Um, what was a neck-and-neck contest in Game 4? Brisbane, however, did look to take the momentum in the pre- from the previous evening, um, jumping out to an early 4-0 lead, uh, entering the second innings. But from there, it was just a chipping away of the lead by Perth, getting runs in the second, the fourth, and two each in the sixth and the eighth innings to come away with a 6-4 victory and overall a 3-1 series win. Now, whilst the hit now still sit fourth, they've closed the gap to be just one and two games behind second and third, respectively, with top of the table Adelaide ahead for them in what will give us a really good indication of where the team is truly at. But now we're going to leave, leave it for the Perth Heat, come back to the pitch and talk a bit of Perth Glory women. Striking from range. Oh, my. Great Charlotte. Take a bow. Unbelievable strike. Coming in at a rate of knots. And the World Cup hero goes bang. It's two for Perth Glory. Well, Sunday evening saw the girls host reigning champions and premiers Sydney FC. The swirly and strong wind in play during the evening certainly made it difficult for Perth in the first half to try to string possession together and move the ball quickly from defence to midfield as that got held up immensely. But in the second half, with the advantage of the win, they made their play and began to put the Sky Blues under the pump. Now, the Glory were under under pressure really early on, giving up a direct shot on goal in just the third minute in a really positive strike. 
uh, from Sydney FC. But thankfully, goalkeeper Morgan Aquino was dialed in and blocked it out, um, with Aquino being called into action yet again, this time from across in the 25 minute. A floating attempt that almost looped over her head to then just be knocked away. So two solid chances, but thankfully, um, the goalkeeper was right, right on her mark there. Now, the home team's first true chance came after the break in a 47th minute with a curling cross from Hannah Lowry finding the head of Captain Tash Rigby right on the goal line, but Sydney's goalkeeper just got hands on it to bundle it up. Ended up being a clean sheet across the board for both teams in the form of a nil-all draw, although the result did uh, end a run of five straight losses for the Perth Glory at the hands of Sydney FC, and it's actually the first ever goal to draw between the two sides. Now, in a bit more of a breakdown of the stats, while you could say both teams went toe-to-toe, the Sky Blues had far more ascendancy across the board as Glory fell, and they had only six up against Sydney's 17 goal attempts, one to nine shots on goal, zero to 10 corner kicks, nine to one goalkeeper saves, so Morgan had just a terrific game plus 18 clearances from defence, which means the ball was in their defence and they were clearing it as much as they can, and minus 56 dangerous attacks. So from all of that, you can see the team in purple were supremely fortunate to probably not concede. As much as they hung with Sydney for as long as they did, you've probably got to say they were a little bit lucky. Now, the draw had them staying top of the table on goal difference, but equal on points with Melbourne City as Western United await the girls in an away clash on Friday. So we're now going to leave it there for our Perth Glory women. Well, that's it. We're done. We're dusted. That is the end of Season 4, Episode 9, the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap, where our Perth Glory women still sit top of the table amid, you know, a shaky draw. Uh, the Perth Heat are climbing back up that ladder a huge contest against top-of-the-table Adelaide Bite um, this weekend away. So we're really going to see where they stand in the pecking order. The Glory men, they are in and they are under the pump in a whole lot of trouble. They certainly would take a draw over a loss, but um, an opportunity missed severely. Well, the Perth Wildcats, what else can you say? Six wins on the trot, absolutely got whacked against Illawarra, but uh, what a bounce-back victory. I was in... I was... Uh, in RAC Arena, just supreme scenes. Atmosphere was off the chain, if I'm allowed to say that, as, as a 36-year-old. Just insane um, and well played. But again, they head on the road now, five games away. So we'll see what they can do with that. Other Perth links are just a ridiculously strong win, making a huge statement. But they've got a, a, a tough challenge themselves ahead on Saturday. Looking forward to being in the flesh um, for that one, up against the South Side Flyers on Saturday afternoon. And of course, the Perth Scorchers, I'll be there in two nights' time, um, checking them out as well. Uh, really, really keen to see see how, if they can keep that momentum rolling. Uh, of course, with uh, with big UK signing and uh, Zach Crawley, uh, he's set to be back. So unfortunately, I think Cooper Connolly is going to be making way. But uh, we're going to leave it there. And if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Instagram. And whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, it's always a joy and a privilege to have you on board. Uh, we won't have another episode until, of course, next week, where Christmas is upon us. So have a really safe Christmas. Um, have an enjoyable one. Have a couple of beverages safely and uh, fill your stockings. Or hopefully your stockings are already filled or on their way. But uh, from out and about and the whole team of Bat Band, uh, look after yourself and stay safe.